0: hello everybody how's everybody doing i hope you all had a great weekend i had an alright weekend i hope valentine's was cool i stayed home but anyway the fights this weekend johnny walker versus jamal hill crazy fights the fights last weekend crazy fights i hope you guys are staying safe during these times I hope you're keeping warm. It's pretty cold out there. Can I tell you one thing though? One thing I'm really appreciative of. Is. HBO Max. Because. I started watching Game of Thrones again. I forgot how good that show was. That show's so good man. Like half the stuff I'm re-watching. I forgot about. That show is great. But anyway, guys, remember, follow me on Punch in the Mouth Official at Punch in the Mouth Official on Instagram and P-I-T-M underscore official on Twitter. I was about to give you guys my email. I didn't mean to do that. Sorry. Okay, deuces, guys. Enjoy the fights this weekend and enjoy the rest of your day. Later. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 42 of the Punch in the Mouth podcast, the podcast where we see the MMA landscape through my eyes. Israel Adesanya. I mean, we have to start considering this guy as one of the greats, right? It doesn't matter if you like him or you don't like him, if his style is boring or any of that. We have to start considering him as one of the greats because... Because he's beating guys and he's doing it com- not convincingly. Like, again, I've come to this realization. I realized the difference between him and Anderson. And the difference is Anderson put the fear of God into people because it's like that dude lived in the Matrix where Israel is very methodical, and if you go in at Israel. He will knock you out. But even if you didn't go in at Anderson. Anderson would come at you. And would knock you out. Unfortunately Israel is not able to do that. But what we're seeing here. Is another dominant champion. For years and years to come. Now when I saw the fight live. I have to rewatch it again. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I have not rewatched it since seeing it live. But when I saw it live. I had a 2-2 going into the fourth round. And I gave the fifth to Rob. I know a lot of people aren't going to like that, but I gave the fifth to Rob. So, I could be wrong again. I have to watch the fight again. But other than that, like we have to start putting respect on Izzy's name. I was one of the naysayers. Not no more, not no more because he's realized, okay, I can be methodical and keep myself safe. It's something very similar to what he did. You know what this reminds me of? Remember when GSP came in murking guys left and right and then he became champion and then he became a wrestler? That's what Izzy's reminding me of, but instead of being a wrestler... He's um, he's just being methodical with his striking. You know what I mean? Because the problem here becomes, like, what more do you want him to do? I understand we all want him to throw himself into the fire, but he doesn't have to do that. He's winning. And Michael Chandler was really hard on Izzy saying, I'm a big fan of Izzy, but I didn't pay money to see him spar or something along those lines. What was the exact quote from Mike Chandler? Give me one sec. So other people are jumping on that wagon. Like, he got it from both sides, right? Like, he got it, people agreeing with him, and then people making fun of him. Let me see. Is it right here? And John Jones goes, who y'all all got, winning the Super Bowl, Francis Nganu and still. And then Justin Gaethje, believe Robert Whitaker, took round three, four, and five. Jan Brakovic said, still the one. <laughs> and he gives him a winky face. And, wait, this isn't what I was looking for, but that was hilarious. Point being is... I believe we all need to stop being so hard on Izzy. Izzy's the man. Okay, I can't find it. But he said something like, Izzy shouldn't be sparring, he should be fighting. And I get where Michael's coming from. Because Michael, he has an exciting style. And stuff like that. And like he puts it all out there. I guess what he was trying to make is that Izzy isn't trying his best. Which I do understand that, but at the same time, if, if it's working for Izzy, why change it again? Going back to the GSP example. GSP was murking guys left and right, remember? Then when he became champion after he got knocked out by, by Matt Serra, he became a wrestler. Barely took any damage and people got mad about it. But you speak his name now, all you hear is the greatest of all time or one of the greats of all time. So, we can't fall frizzy just because he's in the sport now. It's easy to criticize, but we can't do that. We have to appreciate what he's doing while he's doing it. For Rob... The only criticism I really have for Robert Whitaker is when you got his back, why did you get off right away? Like you got off, like you didn't stay, like why didn't you stay for a while? What was the problem? Can somebody tell me? Can somebody please tell me what the problem was that he didn't stay on his back while he was on there? That's my only question. I wonder if Izzy's tallness and his reach, because I believe he had like a five and a half reach advantage on him, I wonder if that played a big deal in Rob's strategy and uh, something Rob wasn't prepared for. And Izzy's strong, because even though he got him down, Izzy got right back up. Like his legs helped him a lot. So we'll see, man. I'm excited for the middleweight division. You know who wasn't impressed at all was Hamza Chimaya. We'll get into Hamza later. I'm excited for the middleweight division. It looks like Jared Cannon here and Izzy are going to throw down next. Izzy wants to fight again in June. I don't know if that's a possible timeline for Jared. We got to wait and see. So we'll see, man. We shall see. Tied to Ivasa versus Derek Lewis. What a crazy fight! What a crazy, crazy, crazy fight! Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I said this on on the show, but I thought the way Taitu Ibasa would win would, would be his using his wrestling and stuff like that, because because I told myself if he goes in and he tries to have a fire fight with Derek Lewis, he will definitely lose. He used the clinch very well. He used the cage very well. He probably put his body weight on him. And then Derek Lewis somehow separated from him. Started dropping bombs. I don't know how Ty didn't go out. And then Ty landed that big elbow that separated Derek from his senses. I was like, oh my God. I saw that happening for Derek to win. I didn't see that happening for Ty to Ibasa to win. I'm going to be honest with you. So what's next for tie. If it's not Stipe or Cyril, they're doing him a disservice. I'll tell you that right now. If it is not Stipe Miocic or Cyril gone, they are doing him a disservice. Because he's top three now. Ty Tuivasa is top three. Or they come... Well, Curtis Blades is about to fight. Who's Curtis Blades about to fight? I want to say he's fighting Marching Tibor, but I'm not sure. Oh no, he's fighting Docus At the end at the end of next month. In Columbus, Ohio. That was originally supposed to be Alexander Rackage and Jan Brockovich, but Jan got hurt. This isn't Chris. Chris is going to fight this weekend. This is Kyle Dacus, I think. Okay, but we got to see what happens with Curtis Blades. But it's either Cyril or Stipe for, for tie next. I don't know the timetable on his return. But if he gets past one of those guys, after the shots I've seen him take, I'll give him a chance against Francis. As crazy as that sounds, I will give him a shot against Francis Ngannou. Derek Lewis, stop fighting in Houston, bro. Please. Jared Cannonier versus Derek Brunson. Crazy fight. Crazy fight. I heard for Brunson because he's sticking to the plan of this next one is his last fight. I really wouldn't want to see him at least get the title shot. He was so close. He risked it all and it didn't pay off in the end. Jared Cannonier By all accounts, he will get the next title shot against Israel Adesanya. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when is the fight going to happen. Especially with Israel's new contract, right? So the UFC doesn't have to worry about him. They just got him to sign a new contract. Andre Arlowski wins, um, dude, when is that guy gonna stop fighting? He wants to fight for the title again, but right now the division is stacked. The heavyweight division is stacked. Tyler Phillips, he's one on to look out for. Casey O'Neal beats Roxanne Maraferi. Renato Moicano beats Alexander Hernandez. And one guy we need to start looking out for is Bobby Green. Bobby Green is an OG. This guys had. I want to see him in a main event. Can we get him in a main event? Can we please get Bobby Green in a main event? Please. Can we please get him there? Because he deserves it, man. I'm telling you, I watched this guy on Bully Beatdown. I didn't know he was that good. And then recently, like... He's been knocked out by top flight competition. And a lot of people think he beat Rafael. What's his name? Maziv. He lost that fight, but a lot of people think he won that fight. So. Bobby Green needs to start getting some respect put on his name. Who should he fight next? Is he ranked? Bro, this is a crime. Give him Diego Ferrera, please. Give him Armin Sarukanan or Masutet Gamrat. This is a crime that this guy is not ranked. Tell am you, Bobby Green's getting to that level where I'm watching every time he's fighting. Because of how good he is. Hamza Chimaev's comments. Okay, here we go. This one, I know where to find it. Are you guys ready? You guys better be ready. because It's good. Okay, you know how... Izzy got taken down by Robert a couple times. So Hamza goes, "Easy money for me. Zero wrestling, one round, I'm going to kill him. That was on Twitter. And then, and then, you know how Henry Cejudo has um a show with the Schmo? If you didn't know, you should go check it out. It's pretty good. So Henry Cejudo said on that show, well, he put it on Twitter, but he goes, "I don't even gamble, but if I was a Ben man, Hamza Chimaev is the man that will stop Israel at Asanya. If Israel could beat him, I will shut up. I will apologize, but if that fight ever happens, I got Hamza. He's a whole other animal." And then Hamza's response to that was, "He's not ready to die, brother. But you have to read it like this: He's not ready to die, brother." I mean, the confidence this guy has, like, I saw a meme, is it a meme, I don't know if that's the right word, but, I saw something that said, Ian Geary, he's like the next big thing out of Ireland, Ian, his name is Ian Geary, sorry, Ian Geary, is like the nice version of Connor, and then, Hamza Chimaev is the evil version of Khabib It's hilarious man. <laughs> But like And I've been saying this And I told people this And they told me I was absolutely nuts Because this is before Hamza even fought Li Ji Lang I'm like the only guy That's probably gonna give him a hard time wrestling wise Is Hamza Chimaev And people laughed at me. People laughed at me because they're like, this guy's nuts. He's too much of a fan. But let's say he beats Gilbert Burns, and Gilbert Burns is a jiu-jitsu guy. He's ADCC champion, Abu Dhabi Combat Club. If you don't understand what that means, go look it up. If you don't understand, what I mean what I mean by that is the, not that you physically don't understand what I'm saying. It's that if you don't understand the weight that carries when it comes to grappling, go look it up. It carries some weight. So, point being, if this rumored fight with Gilbert Burns happens and he dominates him on, on the ground, and then he goes on to beat up Kamar Usman... Give him the fight at middleweight. You gave it to Conor McGregor. You gave it to Daniel Cormier. You gave it to Max. You gave it to Amanda. You gave it to Israel too. Like after he he dominated the middleweights, you went and gave Israel the light heavyweight title shot, didn't you? You sure did. So... Why not if Hamza takes the welterweight belt? Why not give him a, a shot at middleweight? So oh, we'll see, man. I can't wait. I hope this fight happens. Not because I'll be ruined for anybody specifically. Like it's just a clash of styles I wanna see. Kayla Harrison situation. Okay. So again, I don't remember. If I said this on the show, but a few weeks back, it was reported that she was going to end up going back to the PFL. Then it comes out saying that the PFL negotiations hit a roadblock. Something to keep in mind here is the UFC have offered her a contract. She has said this, the UFC offered me a contract. It was a good starting point, I believe were her words. She goes on to say, so the negotiations with PFL hit a roadblock. This came out yesterday, I believe, was it yesterday? I'm considering a drop to Bantamweight. I heard that Juliana said she'd move up to 145 if they paid her enough. So that's good news. That means I don't have to chop off an arm. But then she goes, I was kind of talking smack Harrison told MMA Junkie, my goal is obviously not to fight at 135, I have to watch what I say now, obviously I want to fight the best in the world, Juliana is now considered a top dog, but I also heard she would fight me at 145 for the right amount of money, so probably I won't have to fight at 135, I just want to challenge myself and continue to grow as a fighter, continue to grow as a human being, and continue to get better, do I want to fight at 135, F no. Of course not. And then it goes on to say, Harrison expects her career to unfold at 145 or 155. The undefeated American top team fighter said she only considered 135 under very special circumstances. Yeah, unless I get offered a lot, a lot of money, Harrison said, or if there's someone undefeated, young and hungry, absolute killer who's at 135, She starts talking a little smack. Maybe then I'll have to come down. But other than that, no. Can I say something? I believe she is the best female fighter right now. The reason I say this is because the only argument people have for me, look at the competition she's fighting. Look at the competition she's fighting, huh? Do you guys remember Dana went on record saying females would never fight in the UFC? Do you guys remember where Ronda and Misha started? Do you guys know that Kayla Harrison is a two-time judo gold medalist? Not one, but two. Do you understand how hard that is? I mean, people were, were saying Ronda was the best and she was a bronze medalist. Kayla Harrison is a two-time gold medalist. You don't think she could grab Amanda Nunez and throw her to the ground and do whatever she wants to? You don't think she can grab Chris Cyborg, throw her to the ground, and do whatever she wants to? I do. Am I saying she's unbeatable? No. Am I saying her skill sets probably match very well up against the two consensus goals? Yes. Can she probably do it to Juliana? Probably. Again, when are we going to start putting respect on Kayla's name? I understand the argument is the competition she's faced, but did Ronda face the best competition? Or is it the fact that she's not in the UFC the problem? Tell me. Someone please tell me. Because she's done everything right. You know what I did want to see happen? Because Chris Cyborg says she was willing to do it. Is. Fight her at 155. And then they do another fight at 145. So I can see what happens there. Because. That way people can start putting respect on her name. She deserves it man. She really does. She really deserves people putting respect on her name because she's built this thing. Again, the fact that she's a two-time gold medalist should have people praising her in itself. But it doesn't because of the competition. Which I understand. I really do understand. Do I like it? No. But I do understand it. I used to be one of those people, but not anymore, man. Not anymore. Okay, let's do matchmaker. you guys ready? I'm ready. Let me make sure there's nothing else on the notes. Oh, wait, there's a Bellator fight this weekend. I totally forgot. And there's a UFC fight this weekend. Oh, my God. I was so excited that I we forgot to talk about that. Okay, let's go back. Okay, this weekend, Niamh Gracie will take on Logan Storley. Bro, Logan Storley's the man. He's the one that almost beat Yagoslav Amosov. almost off. And then Andre Korshkov is going to fight Chance tree Georgie Cunhaean is going to fight Adam Pic- T. And then the return of Brendan Ward. I'm excited. I'm going to watch that. I'm definitely going to catch that one. Brendan Ward returns. I cannot wait. I believe the last time Brandon Ward fought Bellator, he lost to Paul Daly. Brandon, Ward, well, I like this guy. Let me see. No, he de- he fought Fernando Gonzalez. That was also a loss. But Brandon Ward. Can't wait. Cannot wait. This Liam Gracie fight is really great, too. It's going to be, if it hits the ground, it depends who has the better stand-up. I believe whoever has the better stand-up in this fight will win. Johnny Walker versus Jamal Hill. Crazy fight. Yeah, so Kyle Dacus is Chris Dacus' brother. He's going to fight Jamie Pickett, Jim Miller's coming back, Joaquin Buckley's going to fight Abdul Razak, Razak Hassan, Jessica Rose Clark is coming back, can't wait, can't wait, I'm really a big fan of Johnny Walker, I cannot wait for this fight, you know why, because I feel like crazy Johnny's coming back. I really do feel like Crazy Johnny's coming back, and it's going to be a crazy fight. Jamal Hill's not no slouch either, bro. Get ready. Get ready. It's going to be a crazy fight. I know it's a fight night. I know we just got over a big pay-per-view card. These fight nights, after the big cards, they're like, "Uh, bro, I just saw this sick card. Is this really going to be any better? They, They creep up on you, bro. They creep up. Don't knock it. Just watch it. Okay, I believe that was it. Now it's time to do Matchmaker. Okay. So Israel is going to fight Jared Cannonier. Brunson should fight Paulo Costa. Marvin should fight Sean Strickland. Or um, Marvin should fight Robert Whitaker. Or they're probably if Costa if Valid could nego it's cause the problem is the debacle that happened in Costa's last fight, the is probably not very happy with him. Because if they could try to book Costa versus Robert Whitaker because that fight was supposed to happen. It never did. Jared fights Izzy. Marvin fights Sean. And give Derek Brunson some time off because he just got knocked out. So Gilbert Burns will fight Hamza Chimaev allegedly on April the 9th. Have Sean Brady fight Stephen Thompson. George Masvidal will fight. Hobie Covington, Leon Edwards is gonna fight Usman, and it's rumored Bola Muhammad and Vicente are gonna fight. You could have Jeff Neal fight Shafkat Ragmarov. That guy's good, man. That guy's amazing. Heavyweight's a mess. Look at like the rankings at heavyweight are all over the place right now, man. All over the place. I still want Reyes to fight Smith. Alexander Wreckage, I believe, is going to fight Jan Brakovic, just at a later date. Johnny Walker is going to fight. Jamal Hill. Magomed live will fight. Tiago Santos. RDA is going to fight Rafael Fazib. Connor McGregor, let's not even talk about Tony Ferguson, is rumored to fight Mike Chandler. Islam's gonna fight Benil. Dustin's rumored to go up to 170 to fight Nate. Justin and Charles are gonna fight. Like, a lot of fights are already booked. Rihanna's gonna fight Amanda Nunes. Irene Aldana's gonna fight Aspen Ladd. Yeah, like there's not a lot of movement still because a lot of fights have already been announced. Glover's gonna fight Yiri. I don't know if I said that already. One fight that hasn't been announced, and I don't know why they're taking forever to announce it. I, it's cause I'm not saying these guys are gonna fight, but I really want to see it. Is Dominic Reyes versus Anthony Smith? And Rose is gonna fight Carla. Marina Rodriguez is going to fight. Yan Shinian. Or is that Mackenzie? Who is this girl going to fight? It is. Marina Rodriguez. She's a beast, man. Watch out for her. Because I know Mackenzie has about. No, it's two. But Kenzie's gonna fight Tisha Torres. Antina Chevchenko Honestly fight Talia Santos because she's the only one you haven't beaten. Everybody else you probably beaten or will would be, but Talia Santos is the only one I'm not really sure about. I believe Dominic Cruz should fight either Rob Vaughn or Cody Sanhagen. Jose Aldo should definitely fight TJ Dillashaw. Jair Rodriguez is is rumored to fight Brian Ortega. Max Holloway is probably going to get the next title shot after the Korean Zombie. And Volkov fight Volkanovsky. I always want to call him Volkov. Sorry. Volkanovsky fight. I believe Calvin Cater should fight the winner of Yair Rodriguez and Brian Ortega. It's going to be a crazy fight. Like in that fight, I think Yair has the better stand-up. And then Ortega has the jiu-jitsu. But I wonder where the fight would go. Kai Kaikara france is going to fight Askar Askarov. Brandon Moreno's probably going to fight Davison Figueiredo again. I don't know that for sure, but I'm just saying, I think. I think Sean O'Malley should fight Marlon Rivera again. I like how they're Like, I wouldn't be surprised if that would be um a Fight Night main event. Because I like how they've kept them away from each other. How long has it been now? Um, It's going to go what on a year? No, no, no. Two years? Two years, August. Yeah, two years, August. So, we'll see, man. Okay, the last thing I have for you guys is April 15th, and that's weird that they're doing it on a Friday. I, I thought they would do it on a Saturday, but whatever. April 15th, the light heavyweight Grand Prix Finals happens when Vadim Nankop defends his title against Corey Anderson. That's the comment, In the main event will be part two, AJ McKee versus Pitbull. From what I know about this is, it's not finalized, but it's heading in that direction. What I mean by not finalized is probably AJ or Pitbull hasn't signed their contract. The interesting part of this is that, AJ is in the Champions Clause, so as of this recording, I don't know if he signed a new contract. I've asked, they haven't told me. I don't know if he has signed a new contract or if this is part of the three fights in his Champions Clause. If it is, and he wins, this could be his last fight in Bellator because one, the only other way I see him fight in Bellator again is if they pay him a boatload of money. And then, too, I don't see him taking another fight before July 31st. It's not a smart move. April 15th, May, June, July. I mean, he could if he doesn't get hurt. But let's say he takes one July 10th and he wins. For sure, he's not going to take another one two weeks later. I mean, this could be the last time we see AJ if he wins in dramatic fashion, dramatic fashion. He will be considered a hot free agent. And the good thing for AJ is that because he's already in like a division that's stacked in the UFC. If he goes in there and he starts beating dudes, they'll consider him a goat. Like he's not going to run into the same problem Kayla Harrison is having of being considered one of the best. Because once she fights at lightweight. And no other girl with her type of recognition fights at lightweight. Because the only other girls with her recognition are Ronda Rousey, Amanda Nunes, and Chris Cyborg. And those girls either fight at bantamweight or featherweight. So we'll see, man. Vadim Nankov versus Corey Anderson. It's a great fight. Can't wait. I did see Corey having the advantages, but he has a susceptible chin. We saw it in the Jan Bracovic fight. Just because Corey has the wrestling, doesn't mean his chin won't get exposed. So let's not count out Vadim Nankov. I'm not counting anybody out, but I believe Corey Anderson's chin is is the X Factor here. It's a great fight. I can't wait for this fight. can't wait for this card. I'm excited. Again, the AJ fight isn't finalized. But it's heading in that direction. Alright guys. I'll see you later. Enjoy the fights this weekend. Follow me on Punch in the Mouth Official. On Instagram, Twitter. P-I-T-M underscore official. Alright, deuces.